Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Late Night Mike and Mike Show. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Westbrook, and I am here with Dallas Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? I know uh, you have been... Season two. It is season two. I know. It's exciting. This is a... This is a, this is a whole new deal, and we got fantasy to think about. We've got a whole bunch of new players and coaching to think about. Yep. Um, new one team of us. Name. Yep. We, and we we have to also sit here and go through, uh, and get one of us to try to actually win this year mm-hmm. in fantasy. That would be that would be yeah. nice. I get smoked. Yep. Um. Uh. Well, you know, you sent me a meme earlier. Um, we got we got to find out how many players become felons this year. Um, I yeah. mean, it's just this is this is what in the New York Jets coach what he just got a DUI. Uh, one of them did. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it was like one of their line coaches or or something. But yeah, but oh. one of their one of their coaches just got a like a DUI or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my god! And all of the Army things. That's, strong guys. Yeah, it's uh. People are coming out of the pandemic and they're like, dude, let's get wild. Like YOLO, just let's, let's just, wild. let's just do this. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is something you wanted to blast out there, but you just moved, which is always exciting. Dude, my office looks so dope. I've got those like sound recording, like studio foam pads on the walls. It's cool. I'll have to send you a picture. Uh, for those listening to the podcast, follow us on Instagram and I'll post it there, I guess. There's yeah, yeah, this is this is gonna be a, a a wild ride for us, but you know it's our it's our first completed season, so now we're officially into season two. Uh, man, it feels good to have actually be able to say, "Hey, we made it! We made it through the first year." Yeah, no, I I feel super good knowing that we were able to do that. Yes, we had some some times where we, uh. How do I say this? Like where we missed some days, some weeks, you know, because uh, life really just got busy. But hopefully we'll be able to be a little bit better about it this this year. And um, but I don't know, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, I'll be in master school uh, this next season. And and so like this time next year, I'll get ready to graduate. And so I'll, I'll be done. So like season three, that's when I'll be done with all that craziness. So like I'll be better then uh time wise i won't but be yeah, better i mean you're getting dallas mike forever season without any crazy problems uh we didn't get canceled didn't ever like get in trouble or anything you know so i'm feeling pretty good you know feeling, feeling strong good strong start i think so, yeah, it's uh, I think this is going to be interesting. But the, the the funny thing is, you know, we were definitely like we had some predictions where we were totally right. We had a lot of predictions where we were, uh, should I just say pretty, pretty wrong. And in, in some are of these things, about games throughout the season, or are you talking all about, kinds like, of predictions? Um, oh, yeah. And we well, hang a on. Lot right. We did. We did. We had some really good ones, too. But yes. I got to yes. say, after seeing some of these transactions, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to see this team play. And then I just realized I was like, this means when I inevitably pick one of these teams for some reason in one of our matchup predictions and it goes wrong, I'm just going to look stupid. Not, I don't know. See, the thing is, obviously makes- we're going to talk about it and we'll we'll get into the schedule of our, our episode today and like 
how this off season is going to go because obviously we didn't get to do this last year. But you know, there's a lot that has changed. Some teams have gotten super good, and some have gotten so much worse. And then some kind of stayed in the middle. You know, kind of moved. Yeah, it's, it's some of those predictions. A little, or a little worse. It's some yeah. of those predictions where I'm like, oh, they got this player that I happen to think you know is really good. I, I yeah, they're gonna win. And then something like terrible is gonna happen. I'm gonna be like, no, I didn't say that. I no, of course I didn't say. Go delete that copy of the podcast from last week. Yeah, I didn't say that. Oh, there's not a recording of it. You can't quote me on it. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, there were some times I wish I could take back from last year, but you had all the recordings, so I can't. But I think it'll be interesting. This this year, so much has changed that I can't remember a year that this much happened in the free agents like area. You know what no. this reminds me of? What? This year's free agent signings reminds me of some of the baseball offseason signings. Like, we're just crazy trades, like free agency. Or like past? Just in the past, uh, okay. where, there, where there have been, like, some crazy changes, where I'm just like, what? Like, this last season, offseason, the Texas Rangers, who I'm a huge fan of, signed quite a few people in the offseason. And, I'm ex- you know, I was excited for that. Uh, and then you look at some of these lists where you're like, oh, my God, like, they are determined not to suck anymore, or they are determined to actually do better in playoffs, or they actually want to make the playoffs, you know? This guy um, doesn't want to win at all. Well, there Back are a few Giants. of those on the... Yeah, well, I was thinking Detroit. <laughs> or even... even going to fight for uh worst team in the NFL, Lions well, and Giants. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is it's like, go look at the Browns, who, like, they, I feel like they're, like, so halfway between, like, this guy wants to win a Super Bowl. This guy wants to win a Super Bowl. This GM doesn't know what he's doing and probably will lose the game for them. Yeah. Like, like I feel so bad for the... I'm sorry. This is a little bit foreshadowing, I think, for the season. And, and maybe the Browns will prove me wrong. But looking at some of that stuff just absolutely screams to me that, you know, they're just like, well, we're trying to go in the right direction. But honestly, we don't know what we're doing. And I feel bad for the dog pound because they're, they're they're like, oh, yeah, we had Baker Mayfield. We had Jarvis. You know, we had all these people. And congratulations. Got you got Amari Cooper and you got Deshaun Watson. But then now you don't have Jarvis Landry. And like, there's just some questionable stuff coming where I'm just like, what, what is going on? Yeah. Like, OK, so let's say they, they get a trade for Baker Mayfield. Um, you got to hope that they get another wide receiver in there for him. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there have been some interesting moves and we will, and we will get there on today's episode, but man, I'm just excited for a second season. You know, obviously I'm always excited for a new season of football, but I'm excited to do it with you guys because it has been fun to talk real legit football talk with the, you know, other people that know what they're talking about, not just, I'm going to argue with you on Facebook, you know? Uh, oh, that's the worst. Especially when the though. person, especially fun, when you, you know, know that person is like, you know, for a fact, like you can tell who their football team is and you're like, oh, yeah. you're obviously just upset and you're going to fight on this battle and die uh, on this yeah. hill and die. And you're like, it's not even worth it. But it is kind of fun to just troll them. You know, sometimes, sometimes bit. it is. Yeah, absolutely. There's been some coaching changes too. Um, and I know, you know, some of these are some of the coaching changes. I gotta be honest. I'm actually, uh, 
interested to see how this turns out. Um, one of them was actually yes. about a team you were just kind of laughing about, um, yes. which I think is is absolutely interesting. So it's it's got to be kind of one of those deals where I think some of these teams are trying to get in the right direction. There's a couple on this list that I'm still a little bit, um, you know, uh, still a little bit confused by. Um, and it's, it's just going to be one of these things. Um, honestly, I am most excited for a redemption year in football because I started coming back on the second half. I started, my season kind of started out kind of, eh, and then I started on fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. 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 So I'm thinking like, this is, this is, this is the redemption year. We need to win (laughs) this year. We can't let one of our friends win or at least one of us needs to at least make it to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. That was really rough. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. And we have a lot to cover this offseason before the draft happens in a month. Uh, Because we have to get you ready for that. Because your team might need this draft. If you are the Seahawks, you might need it if you're planning to draft a QB. If you are the Patriots, you might need it to draft an Alabama receiver for Mac Jones. Um, If you are the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to trade all your picks away and give money to people that are going to get injured. That's normal. Well, um, actually you know. the Cowboys are a bit frugal when it comes away to trading picks. Uh, right yes. now, the team that has given away their entire draftable future is the Browns. Yes. <laughs> they I, was, just, I was just making a chuck. Yeah, but, I know. I'm just saying that, but know. like if we're, if, if we're going to talk about that, let, let's be clear. The Browns just traded away their <laughs> yes. entire draftable future and the Who's winner the of that, that is that? the winner and like no first round picks for the next few years. Yeah, they uh, so when they just did that Seahawks when they got Jamal Adams or whatever. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about like for so for Deshaun Watson, they got three oh, yeah. first round draft picks, a third rounder, and a late round pick swap, and then a fourth for a fifth, um, which is absolutely insane. That is three first round draft picks. Uh, that's yep. it's one each year for like the next three years or whatever. like that is insane. The Browns are have basically just accepted. They're like, we're not going to need a first round or we're, you know, or the, or because if you think about it, they're like, oh, well, we're, we're going for Deshaun Watson. Your idea must be that you're going to improve, which means that you're probably not going to be the, one of the worst teams in the league would be your hope by what you just gave up as compensation, which means that you really are thinking that you're not going to need the draft lottery. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's going to be interesting, but let's really quickly go over today's schedule and then like what we're going to talk about and then we'll kind of highlight. Yeah, we'll just get into the schedule. So today's schedule, um, I want to touch a little bit on some key offense or off season dates uh, that are coming up happening, you know, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the coaches, uh, some of those shifts and shuffles that have happened around uh, the coaching positions. And then we'll we'll talk free agency the rest of the episode. But this is going to be a couple week episode because free agency is happening for the next few weeks. Oh, and you know, it's there's going to be crazier trades, crazier trades going up to the draft. The yeah, trades yeah. going up to the draft. Uh, one thing that I want to touch base on just because we do talk sports was uh, MLB lockout was kind of crazy, I'm, you know, and it's over now. So yep. that's good. We but, did. We did yeah. lose a couple of weeks of baseball uh, there. Yes. Um, and then the other, I mean, kind of the other side of that, um, 
there have been some interesting things going on in the hockey world as far as players. Uh, Austin Matthews got suspended. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Jamie Benn got suspended for, I thought it was like two games uh, for, uh, I think he spit water or he, he used a water bottle to spray down uh, an opponent from the bench with a water bottle. I mean, awesome. there's, yeah, there's, there's been some interesting things going on. Uh, and you March know. Madness. Yep. Uh, March Madness is going on. Um, they just released that. I think it's the, that, okay. Do you follow golf at all? Uh, it's okay. If you don't, don't. not really. <laughs> okay. So, um, the PGA tour is obviously like kind of like the number one tour, right? You know, then there's also like a seniors tour. There's, you know, the LPGA, all that stuff. Right. But, um, there was a group of venture capitalists out of Saudi Arabia who have opened a new tour and there was quite a bit of, uh, controversy going on there with Phil Mickelson. Uh, we won't go into that, but they also just released that there's going to be like a, I think they said it's 12, uh, 12 tournaments for a total of like 280 million in prize money, um, which will wow. be, which will be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, there's so much happening. So let's start talking about it. So I know I didn't share this with you, but there's some key off-season dates. I'll talk about the ones that are, are happening or coming up. Uh, obviously, we missed the franchise tag deadline. Some teams used it, some teams didn't. Uh, there were some surprising ways that teams didn't use it on players that they probably should have, and then they lost. Um... And then the scouting combine happened. I think that's the two biggest things that have happened. Um, but yeah, now we've got coming up. The free agency has begun. That was on March 16th. April 18th, so like a whole month away from now. There's nothing happening for the next month. But uh, off-season programs can start for coach for new coach, for teams with new coaches. And then the 22nd, I think, or the 20th is days that uh teams with existing coaches from last season can start practicing. No, so it's it's uh teams oh. with new head coaches can begin the off-season workouts beginning april 4th um oh, wow. yep um and then everybody else starts on april 18th so it gives them two extra weeks before the teams um with returning coaches can start their workout programs yeah yep yep and then we have the draft on the 28th of april and through the 30th well, April, did you mention April 22nd? What? Did you mention April 22nd? Oh, uh, just a deadline for restricted free agents to yep. sign offer sheets? Well, that, that, that'll that be a big deal because if, if they don't and somebody else tenders them a higher offer, that some of these RFAs could end up with other teams. Yep. So it'll it'll be interesting. There's not a lot of huge, I think, restricted free agents, so... I think there's a few on that list, though, that, I mean, I, I'm Matt not going to be surprised. Yeah, but I think there's a, a few. Um, I don't know. Um, I have to look at that list a little bit better, but I mean. Well, we so I think. That one. Yeah, I think the restricted, uh, the restricted list for this year. Um, I think the biggest one i think uh is david blow which i think he just resigned with um with uh detroit 
Um, and then I think there's there's a couple people that I think are on that list um, that aren't necessarily just like big people that you know like you're just like oh whatever. But uh, like Dakota Allen, um, he's been with Jacksonville, um, and uh, I think he's and he's a linebacker, a uh, young guy. I think he could he could be a, a good pickup for somebody. Um, there's a, I think like Josh Rosen, I think is on that list, uh, with Atlanta. Not that, you know, not that there's just a whole lot of people that necessarily would want them, but I mean, I think there's a couple that are on that list where it'll, it'll be interesting if they, uh, to find out where they end up, but sorry. Anyways, back to where you were oh, going. You're good. Yeah, no, that was, that was pretty much all the dates that are important for now to go over, but can move forward onto some of these head coach hirings. You know, because we know we lost the Saints coach of Sean Payton. Uh, the Giants coach was fired. Uh, the Bears coach was fired. Broncos, Dolphins, Raiders. Obviously, we know about that one. Jaguars as well. And then well, Texans and the Vikings. I so, have to I have to say the two that I am the most, well, three that I'm most interested in, and I knew this will kind of shuffle it out of order. Um, Dennis Allen coming in to take over for the Saints is going to yes. be one of those interesting ones for me um my other two just because i, I want to get your your opinion on these um brian de uh coming in to be the head coach in new york along with a new gm there um it's kind of one of those things where you know we just talked about like new york what are you doing but at the same time you know you just saw that with DeBowl, um josh allen in 1819 had 56.3 um completion percentage and then in 20 to 21 allen went up to 66 so he got you know he, he went up quite a bit and his passer rating went up like 20 points as well because of this yeah so i would be interested now i think i've kind of made this um a bit vocal i'm not a huge fan of danny dimes and we're about to talk about it they got a new quarterback who i would like to see succeed uh, and i think he's one of those guys that's gonna i think you know, get get a good amount of uh, help from Brian DePole. Uh, and then the third one that I think I am super excited about, to be honest, is going to be Doug Peterson going down to Jacksonville, who also yeah. made quite a bit of, uh, you know, they, they, they made some, some big pickups here uh, and free agency, and I think it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think my favorite out of all of this is Josh McDaniels at the Raiders, because that's an amazing offensive coordinator from the Patriots for so long. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how he makes Derek Carr look since he worked with Tom Brady for so long. Well, so. and the, the opposite end of that too, is just going to be the, I mean, he's, he's a great, you know, he, he knows Mac Jones, you know, he has all this stuff, but yeah, you've got Derek Carr, you've got Darren, you know, you've got all these people there uh, where I think it's just going to help a lot overall. But at the same time, I think it's also kind of a good thing that uh, Josh McDaniels is kind of inheriting a team that's still pretty complete. You know, it's not like Vegas got gutted. Um, you know, they, they've got pieces there that are going to make it easier for Josh McDaniels than if he had gone to a team where it's like, okay, hey, we got to get through this rebuild. So it sets them both up in a better position to where you get the best of Josh McDaniels, but Josh McDaniels still gets the best of this, this Raiders team. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The Raiders are set up to win. Uh, 
and I'm not going to give away any spoilers, even though most people have probably heard of what they've done, but they're doing even more for Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. So I am stoked to, to see this. So let's kind of talk about some of the ones that we, you know, are kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, we'll see how they do, I guess. Uh, that big one for me is going to be Matt Eberflaus, Eberflaus, uh for the Bears. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. But I think he's going to be able to help develop Justin Fields, but it's still the Bears. And they just, ah, I can't say that either without jumping ahead. Um, they've made some weird choices in free agency. And I don't think they're helping Justin Fields in any way. Well, I think so, the most important side of this also is just going to be whether this coach can come in and develop a young Justin Fields. I think that's, that's for me, looking you know from the outside in, I think that's going to be the biggest question of how how do you gauge how he does um, is how do you develop Justin Fields? Because um, it's one of those things. Does Justin Fields, does he, you know, does he have the ability to, to be, you know, to be a good quarterback? Sure. Um, is he probably going to be a superstar? That's that is such a wide ranging question. But I think if you can see this coach come in and help Justin Fields be the starter and really take over the reins and make smarter decisions than what we saw, I'd call that a win. Yeah. Yeah, I... <sighs> the Bears is just such a tough team. Uh, that's really one of those teams I can't... I can't really analyze and try to guess and estimate and give a great, uh, you know, guess to until until I see some more free agents move free agent moves uh, by them. But it will be interesting to see how he tries to develop him and help Justin Fields to get better because this could be a line situation that, that you said off the pod that maybe they just don't develop him and he just kind of dies out in, in Chicago. So it's, it's absolutely uh, possible. I mean, that's just one of those organizations where, you know, they, they do, good things but then at the same time you're just kind of like wow um what like developmentally what's going on um and so it's going to be one of those interesting things because it's not like they haven't had pieces that they could have used but then i don't know if it's coaching or if you know they just don't really want it but there's the bears have been an interesting organization i arguably say over the last like five to eight years yeah no, I, I completely agree. So with this with this new coach, uh I mean he was he was a solid defensive coach and that's that's what the Bears need, but we'll talk about some of the Bears' moves this offseason and, and see how that affects it. Um another odd move uh I didn't expect to happen was the Miami Dolphins getting rid of Brian Flores. Um now obviously we know well, maybe you guys don't know. But there's the whole allegations of they were paying him so much money per game to lose. Uh, I guess they maybe wanted to lose on purpose to get a better draft spot. I don't know. But if if they did do that, maybe they fired him because he wouldn't lose. Well, they also um, there was also the other side of it where with Brian Flores, they said that he would not talk to any of the coaches or players and he would just disappear. And then they like leading up to games. And I don't mean just like hours before the game. I mean, they said like for days, like days before games that he just wouldn't talk to anybody. Um, so, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying what's been reported. 
Um, so it's, uh, you know, they had back-to-back -back, uh, winning seasons, um, you know, and stuff like that. And he's got a class action lawsuit. And um, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I it's it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because that could really affect him coming back into the coaching field and there might be a lot of jobs opening up uh like the seahawks that that job may open up next year if pete carroll doesn't do a good job so it'll be interesting mike mcdaniel uh he was just another offensive coordinator who's just really really good so and he did help develop we'll rg3 uh, obviously, RG3, we know, was injury prone, but it's not like he was yeah. the worst quarterback out there. Um, he did help yeah. develop the offense around RG3, which is going to be something that we saw the offense grow around to a tag of Oyola. Um, but to, to be able to see if he can help continue that with some of the the moves that Miami has made, that, that'll be an interesting one. Yeah, no, it's... It'll be interesting because RG3 and, and two are, are very similar players and their movement style and and just the way that they run their offense. And so Mike McDaniel, it'll be interesting to follow him and see how he does. But again, these mobile quarterbacks are injury prone. They're going to be when you're rolling out and constantly taking hits from linemen and you're going to get hit. Uh, so it's part of the game and it gets even worse when you start moving. So the one that I have to Tua be stays healthy yeah and, and the, the one that i was most surprised about since you just kind of mentioned this one for you um i have to be honest is lovey smith coming into the texans and i feel bad because it's one of those deals where when we saw him come in he was talking about oh we expect you know deshaun watson to be our guy and all this stuff and he's like i haven't talked to him yet but you know blah 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 whatever um and then obviously now he's lost Tyrod. Now he's lost Deshaun Watson. Spoiler alerts, but you know they're both gone. Um, this is just kind of one of those deals, though. I I feel bad because I it, it, this organization they say one thing and they say, oh yeah, we're going to change, we're going to do all this stuff, and then they do something else. And obviously, this has been a long road coming with Deshaun Watson, but it's just it's kind of one of those deals where it seems like now any player who's worth of the money why do they have any incentive to come down to Houston? And you know, that's going to make it harder for Lovey Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel bad for Lovey Smith because he came into a really crappy situation, but you know, he's going to have to do what he can. Uh, and I, I assume that the Texans will make some big moves either for a veteran QB or draft. Uh, but we'll get to talk about that one, but yeah, it will be interesting because you know, Lovey Smith is, you know, he's a, just another good, accomplished coach. He took the Bears to a Super Bowl. So I, it'll be interesting to see if he can do that with a struggling Texans team. Um, I think another really interesting one, though, is going to be that Vikings Kevin O'Connell hiring. Because the Vikings are a good team. They have the players to be a really, really good team. I think they just had a really bad coach of maybe he was just really i don't want to say uh, just he wasn't making bold enough plays and moves when he should have been and they're playing a really passive really soft game and that could have been kirk cousins's fault because maybe he's just not good, good enough quarterback to do that well yeah <sighs> 
that's a very interesting situation with the Vikings, I have to be honest. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's 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 gonna be necessarily on Kirk Cousins. Um, obviously we know he's a little bit more up there in age, you know, he's at 33. Um, it's one of those things I think also though, under Zimmer, I feel like the the Vikings, you know, like they they had players and they had pieces to help them win. But their offense felt really stale. I don't. I don't know if that if that makes sense to you. Um, but it just it didn't feel like you know they were they were ever necessarily doing anything that you know was was going to help them try to be different. Um, you know they didn't necessarily ever make any big splashes or big waves. Um, they just kind of tried to go the old school football way of like, hey, we're just going to outwork people with what we have. Um, and it's not that it was a terrible thing, but it just. I feel like that team got stale and, and they needed to bring somebody else in. Um, and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens um, is, you know, how, how are they going to react to a new coach? Um, you know, does Kirk cousins have a while left? Um, I think they lost their spoiler alert. They lost their tight end, I believe. Um, and they're, they're going to have to make some, some pickups um, and there's definitely gonna have to be some changes. They're probably gonna have to draft some people, I don't remember what their cap space looks like going into this season. Um, but uh, I I mean, I'm still kind of excited for it because it's not like the, the, the Vikings are one of those teams. They're not a, a terrible team, but they're not a great team either. But on any given Sunday, they can just show up and outwork a team, which I think is, is, is obviously something that's great for a team. But at the same time, um, sometimes you do need a few tricks up your sleeve. Yes. No, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting with them, you know? So there's a lot of just interesting moves. Like, uh, sorry, I'm going to move to another coach because it's, it's, some of these are just, it's so interesting to me. Like uh, the Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, I think we both knew Vic Fangio was on the hot seat all season, even from oh, the beginning. I, we talked about it a few times. Yeah. I think we started out the podcast talking about it. I mean, he's he's just one of those coaches that wasn't going to cut it. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how Hackett can do. So, you know, he worked with Aaron Rodgers. He's worked with Blake Bortles. So can he really turn this team around and bring it back to what it was like when Peyton Manning was around? Well, and also, I believe the Broncos are also in the process of having their team being sold as well. This is an organization that, um, if you haven't been keeping up with kind of what's going on, um, it's not necessarily just a whole regime change, but they're you know they're they're in a, a a time when they're trying to get the team sold due to some family issues. Uh, they just got a new head coach in there, but then also when you start to factor in spoiler alert you're getting a new qb and you know there's some new stuff going on there i mean this is this is an interesting time i arguably would say this is almost as crazy as vegas having to fire their head coach in the middle of a winning season um have losing a player to a d i mean you know there's just so much crazy stuff going on there it's i mean it's just this will be interesting for the broncos um and i feel like broncos fan you know they they are some very diehard fans right um, because I feel like if, if you're, you know, they got the Nuggets, they got the Broncos and they got the Rockies. And I feel like there's just so many diehard Broncos fans. And whether that was just because Peyton Manning came there 
you know, and everything else that's going on. I mean, it's just, it's an interesting situation and, you know, they, they did have to, you know, I, I just said, spoiler alert, you got a new quarterback. They had to make some trades to make that happen. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he comes into the system as, you know, the head coach, but then not only that, he's, you know, he's got, uh, you know, he's, he's got some new guys coming in at the same time that, you know, he needs to take command of and, uh, you know, how, how is it going to play out? Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be really interesting, <sighs> man. I just feel like some of the worst teams to need a new coach this season had to come in at, at one of the worst times, truly. But some of them have done really well, and we'll, and we'll highlight these teams as we go through. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Some of these have really failed, and some of these have done really, really good upon immediately getting hired and working with the GM to get some of these players signed that they've gotten. Uh, which already showed that I think some great things are coming for them. And some are maybe just in an organization where they're going to struggle for a minute. There, there is no immediate save. So if, if you're ready, unless you have more to talk about the coaches, no, I, I think, think we, we should... should jump into some, some, uh, free agency. Yeah. I think we should jump into the AFC East. Okay. So Buffalo bills, number one up. Yep. Uh, arguably here, uh, I think it's great that they were able to re-sign Isaiah McKenzie. Um, you know, especially considering if you've been following any of the free agency, they are not bringing back, um, Cole Beasley. So to at least have Isaiah McKenzie, I'd say that's huge. Um, obviously you and I talked about it. They just signed Von Miller to a $120 million contract, 51 million in guarantees, um, that averages 17 and a half million per year through the first four years. I mean, that's absolutely insane. That's a lot of money. And he's going to be super old, 38 years old at the end of his contract. Wild for a defensive. Well, tackle like that. I think they're going in all in on trying to win that super bowl. And so they just, they want to have the options available. Um, you know, oh, I agree. I completely agree and understand their position because the AFC has now just gotten so much harder. And I think that Rodgers and Brady should just play for the next four years, kind of meh, get to the playoffs and take turns giving each other Super Bowls. Like <laughs> that's well, there's already the people there's now. already people who say the NFL is rigged. You saying that just reinforces it. <laughs> hey. I mean <laughs> Well, you want to talk about you want to talk about make this up. Hollywood could not have made this free agency up. Because the NFC just got so much easier for guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I don't necessarily want to say that because look at look at for the AFC. Look at the Dolphins. Yeah, but they're in the AFC. I'm just saying they got you easier just, you, ways to the you, Super Bowl. I thought you not, just not said the AFC. Win. You just said the AFC got easier. NFC, NFC. I thought you 100%. said okay. You said AFC. I, I was in like, my life say AFC just got easier. I was about to say, I was like, it's how did you? Crazy. Yeah, that's why I was so confused. I was like, how did you just factor that? It was like, look at the Dolphins alone. Yeah, that's why I was so confused. I was like, look at the Dolphins alone. They just made huge, huge uh, pickups. You have to be on crack to believe. Hey, this is America. AFC crack just is... got easy to win. <laughs> this is America. Crack is readily available. And there is somebody on Facebook who is on crack and believes the AFC just got easier. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it could be if your team is maybe the Raiders or the Chiefs or... 
I don't know. You know? <laughs> but I mean, if so, you're on crack, obviously, I'm guessing. Who, who, okay, so moving on to the Dolphins, uh, <laughs> you have the list of people in front of you. Who is your favorite person that they just picked up? Or, or, or what do you think is their, hmm? Oh, sorry. I was just saying the Dolphins and thinking. Um, well, first, I would like to say A plus for the Bills. They've worked really, really hard. They're building a solid, solid team. If the AFC wasn't so hard, if it, like, if we could take this upcoming AFC East Bills team and put it into last season, I think they would have gone to the Super Bowl. But I'll move on. Anyway, uh, the Dolphins' favorite signing, Raheem Mostert. 100% super easy choice. See, I'm uh, on the opposite end of it. I think it's Chase Edmonds. No, he sucked in <laughs> Vegas or uh, Arizona. He sucked so bad. Well, here's here's the thing, though. I, I, I don't want to say it's all that, but really, if you also think about it, though, having that super mobile quarterback, though, makes it really weird in the sense that it's like, it, it's really hard to be a good running back when your quarterback is like so mobile because like everybody like they're they're trying to clog so many lanes to make sure your quarterback can't run that at the same time like it it does make it somewhat hard to run so yeah i do like raheem mostert i think chase edmonds was a great pickup i'd even argue that cedric wilson is a developable player that's going to be huge that's going to be a key key thing for them along with the re-signing well, I don't want to say recent franchise tag of Mike Kosicki. He single-handedly saved some of their games. He did. He absolutely did. And I think they'll eventually get a re-sign for him. But I think, you know, they were like, hey, we cannot lose this tight end. Like, Let's get yes. the franchise tag down. We can uh, work on money later. Yeah. Now, they did with, sign. With so many teams needing tight ends, they had to secure theirs. I, I'm there. Anyway, keep going. So they, they did sign offensive guard Connor Williams. Now, the interesting thing is he played at my high school and he played for the Cowboys. That's cool. Um, but I'm just um, I'm just kind of like looking at this, trying to be objective about it, because like obviously he's from my high school. So like I want him to succeed. Right. But he just had a horrible year <laughs> with really? the Cowboys. I do. I do actually want to see him succeed, which is why no, I, I know him. Yeah, I, so I I do want him to succeed. But then, like, he had so many costly penalties for the Cowboys, which yeah. it makes hating on the Cowboys easier because I'm just like, <laughs> look at that, you know. <laughs> I and I love guy. throwing it in their faces. <laughs> well, I was I was a bit older than he is, but at the same time, though, it's just kind of like, come on, you know, like just just like the ESPN videos. Come on, man! Like that's what you say every yeah. time. It's like, oh, there's a hold at just Connor Williams. Like, and if you put money on it, you were probably ahead more often than you weren't. Yeah, that's no, that's I, what's or a false start. I mean, it was just I don't know. It's just kind of one of those pieces. Yeah, pretty much. So it's just kind of one of those pieces. You're just like, oh man, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I I agree. But what what are you going to grade the Dolphins so far? I'm going to give them. I got to give them at least a solid A minus. I'm going to give them a B plus because I think they could have done a little bit better in the wide receiver room. Uh, maybe get rid of Preston Williams unless you really think he's going to be what? a great developable player. Here's my thing with Even Preston Trent Williams. Sherfield. Here's here's my thing with the Preston Williams contract, though. It's only one year, and it was only $1.9 million. And I say only just yes. because he could, you know. Still. 
Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, when you see them resign a one-year deals, they're typically around like three million. So the fact that it's yeah. still under two for one year, fine, whatever. Um, but you know, uh, but it's one of those things. They did get two great, um, you know, running. I, and I, like I said, I like Chase Edmonds there. So I'll say they got two great I like running backs. Both, but I think they for got, Monster will win first first string. And even if he doesn't, uh, or whoever does or doesn't, I mean, it'll it'll be the same situation. Uh, the two running back program is what so many people are doing. So I think the fact that you have both of them is great. The fact that you have Mike Gesicki is going to be fantastic. The fact that you have uh, Cedric Wilson um, in the event that Tua gets hurt again, they just got Teddy Bridgewater, who fine, he's That's not the world's deal. greatest quarterback, but at least to have that as your backup. I mean, there's there's a few pieces there where you're just like, okay, like it's all coming together, and you got to hope that 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 coach is going to be able to do well. Um, but it's yeah. one of those things. This organization is showing, like, hey, we're not going to roll over and like we are going to try to develop and and get these pieces going, which is great because. There were quite a few organizations that sometimes you're just wondering, is your plan just to roll over and die? I hope not. Um, yeah, I. it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, but I'm glad they got Teddy Bridgewater over... Uh, I can't remember his name. Who's the guy that replaced Tua for part of the year when he was hurt? Oh, I always mistake him for Teddy Bridgewater. He's just the older version, basically. I'm drawing a blank. I almost said Brian Flores, and it's not right. <laughs> no, that was their head coach. Uh -huh. um, I'm trying to think of who their other backup quarterback was. Um, was it Jacoby Brissett? Yes, thank you, Jacoby Brissett. He was an ex-Patriot, so I just could not remember. Yeah, uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater is better than Brissett, so was I think that was a good a, choice on him. Was he also a cult? He was a lot of things. Yeah, He was a lot of things, Mike. So I got to ask you, though, because I don't grade. I mean, it's not that necessarily this team, it's your team, it's the Patriots, but not that they necessarily needed a whole lot of pieces, but they didn't make as many waves kind of as I thought they would. I thought they were going to try to maybe pick up a few offensive pieces to See, now I think they're waiting, which is what I would have recommended to a team like the Dolphins, where instead of getting somebody like Trent or Preston Williams, you you wait and you see people come up like, hey, Robert Woods is available. Uh, Julio Jones is available. Uh, Cole Beasley's available. I wouldn't touch uh, Cole Beasley with a 10-foot pole. I'm just saying. I, I know. Uh, I'm just saying, though. I, I had to throw that out there. I am not. I, I do not like Cole Beasley. Did Jarvis go somewhere yet? I don't believe so. I okay. do not believe see, so. I don't, think he's officially been, Another... I don't think he's officially been released yet, technically, though. Well... I don't know, but that's another player, you know, for waiting. This is the perfect time for you to try to come in and, and give a, give a good deal, uh, give a pick, give something. I don't know. Well, I mean, so they, I they resigned James white, which is good. Um, yes. Getting Brian Hoyer though. I feel like maybe, I don't He's know. He's a good backup. He's a solid backup. Knows the program is a good veteran to help teach Mac Jones. Did a really good job at help teaching him last year. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be key now that they lost Josh McDaniels. So I think that was a good play. There's not many good backup QBs that you could grab unless you're going to go grab somebody like Baker Mayfield or something like that. Well, since we've now kind of covered a few of these, I got to be honest, the real interesting thing becomes is you've got Baker Mayfield, who's, you know, he's on the market now. Uh, we still know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be available. 
Um, possibly. possibly. What you, I, it's, I think it would be highly unlikely trades, he doesn't. Yeah, but I think it, it, whether it's this year or next year, I mean, you know it's coming up soon because you know they want to yes. try to get Trey Lance in there. Um, and you know he probably doesn't want to be the backup. So it's just going to be one of those interesting yep. things as we go through here. Just keep some of those in mind about where some of these pieces fit in because – Yes. As we go through here, you're going to find that some of these spots are filling up fast. And if you're Baker Mayfield, there's not just a whole lot, at least for this season, where you can just walk in and be the starter. No, but again, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, there are two teams I can think of, maybe three, that you could try your best to get in. And we'll get there when we get there. Um, But for the Patriots, I'll give them... I'll give them, I don't know, probably a C, C plus. They've made some good moves trading up and getting some younger guys for some veterans and things like that. I'll um, go so far as to give them a solid B because they, they, you know, they re-signed some of the pieces they needed to write. James White, yes. Nick Folk. Uh, but they you lost J.C. Jackson. That's why I'm giving them sure, that C. Sure, they did franchise tag him. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they, they did, you know, they lost him. But at the same time, I'm going to give them a B because if you only lost one person um that's that that arguably is is a piece that really fits um that's not the worst thing in the world because you can't keep everybody that you're ever you're gonna need right like it's just impossible the bucks apparently well i mean they i think they still lost one or two people yeah but i I mean just the 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 fact of the matter is they didn't go downhill which is good um which is kind of one of those things i think you'd also have to be worried about is uh, you know, it is the Patriots that just spent so many years on top. How long can they keep it going forward? So I just argue that I'd say it's a solid B because they didn't go downhill, but they didn't improve necessarily, at least not yet. They haven't improved necessarily where you want it. Doesn't yes. mean they won't make trades. Doesn't mean, you know, they, they won't see some of those people come in that will improve that. But right now, solid B. Yeah. Jets. I'm going to come out and say the Jets are making some really good moves because Instead of wasting their good draft picks on cornerbacks, safeties, DBs, I hope they are saving them for that defensive and offensive line. Although they did grab two key players, Connor McDermott and Lakin Tomlinson. We will see how they do, obviously. But they trust them a lot to give them a ton of money. Well, not Connor McDermott, but Lakin. Tomlinson, he is getting a ton of money to protect Zach Wilson. I will say and though, the other the, I think we're gonna see more. The other the other side of that though, they got two great tight ends in CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. Uzama, yeah. yeah, Uzama. Uh and it's just it's just one of those it's it's one of those things where I think um having two tight ends is never necessarily a bad thing. Um, and they have Corey Davis. Yeah. Who's a big receiver, big slot guy. But even even if they were had if they changed one of these guys out to a, you know one of the the receiver positions out of the tight end position, I mean these guys could definitely do it, and it's definitely kind of an improvement in the sense that having these guys, um, whether you actually use both of them, maybe you end up using one as trade bait later um, to help you get somebody that you like. Uh, I just think it it puts them in a good position. Um, yeah. It it's it's I mean they got uh. Uzama or Uzama for three years, twenty four million. I don't know what Tyler Cheap. Conklin's deal. Yeah, I mean it's not I don't like think they it's just official or anything. 
I mean, uh, Uzama came from Ian Rappaport, so unless we see a huge flip, I trust it. Um, no, 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 I'm saying Conklin, sorry. Conklin, oh, Conklin came from Mike Garofalo. Yeah, it's no. from Mike Garofalo. So again, unless there's just a huge flop, like, I mean, we've seen a couple of them, so it's not... Um, yeah. Yeah. I It'll be interesting, but I I really like what what Robert Sala and the GM over there are doing. They're trying to protect Zach Wilson. They're trying to give their defense an edge. And they're giving some pieces to Zach Wilson that they greatly needed. They didn't have a great tight end. Uh, they were using Corey Davis mostly as one. So this is huge for this team. So I'm going to give them an A-. minus. I think they've done some great things, grabbing some great players. And I think their team's going to be a lot better. And... They did enough, I think, to make the AFC East at least a competition with every game played. I got to be honest. I think I'm going to give them a B minus um, because they they did they they got some signings right, and I like both of those tight ends. Um, my biggest concern here is still just the general. I guess it's the general chemistry of the team. I still feel like it's a bit off. Um, <laughs> And, you know, that was the the first time, you know, coach, you know, new head coach for them. And he's got a young quarterback. So it's just, it's one of those things. I, I just, I want to see how cohesive this team can become. And this is such a hard organization, to, you know, where they, they've made pickups and different things before, but it's just, it's hard to know how they're going to pan out because this organization is just kind of fickle in the sense that like, they have good players at times and nothing comes of it type deal. It just, and it's not like they're underutilized. It's just it, you know, uh, like it's suddenly a team, you know, I love when a plan comes together, but it just seems like for them, sometimes that plan just doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. So that's no, why I, I'm, uh, I agree. I'm skeptical. I, I would like for them to do well. I know the New York fans would love to have somebody who's doing well, but it's just not there yet. No, at least not for me. Yes. So, I've got a question for you. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how long this half of the recording has been. Uh, want to take a break real quick? Or do we want to cover another division? I, I think we should. This is going to be a long episode. I think we should just run through it real quick because some of these aren't okay. necessarily huge. Uh, we can kind of speed like the next one. I love my Ravens. They didn't do shit. No, I'm given. I'm for sure a D. They have done nothing. Sure, they got a tackle and a defensive tackle and a safety, but I don't think they got all the pieces that they really needed. And it, it, but, it may come later know. on, but yeah, I would I would say it's I'd, I'd I'd at least put them in the C territory, and just in the sense that I don't think they lost anybody killer, but at the same time, they didn't make any of the moves that they should have by now, um, yeah. which is definitely a, a scary deal. So. I don't have, yeah, I, just, I love my Ravens, but at the same time, I don't have a whole lot of love for them right now because it's really confusing what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, the guys that they signed weren't too amazing. I mean, Marcus Williams is, is the best of the three signings that they did. But besides that, the other two are, are kind of meh players. So I'm, I'm going to stick with the D. Uh, Marcus Williams was a great grab by them. They needed a safety, but I think the other two players, that's a waste of a lot of money. So. It's five million a year, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it is a lot. Now the Bengals, um, this is a hard one because we just saw what happened to them losing in the Super Bowl. And yeah. looking at this, 
okay cool you got you got hayden hurst to help um Take against hit from uzama yeah so it's just i don't know but it's also one of those deals where they got uh, an offensive guard they got an offensive lineman which is you know definitely they a help it. yeah it's definitely a help but i would like to see how well they actually protect him yes but that's the big question i think uh as a whole i think they did pretty good at at keeping together their good team moving some pieces they i think they feel that they need to move around and, and get some change but overall i think i'll give these guys like a Probably a B. I would have liked to maybe see another lineman uh, getting getting grabbed. Uh, well, I think they might probably... be taking the approach that you mentioned for the Patriots. Yeah, I think they waiting. might be taking the slow and steady. Yeah, they want to see yeah. what's available before they just hey, you know, just jump the ship and, and sign these people and maybe somebody else for a better price pops up. No, I I agree. Uh, just with the lineman part, I that's tough. To, to hope for uh especially drafting guys that's always a tough one because you don't know how they'll pan out but i think the reason why i'm going to give them what i say a b something like that yeah b. uh the reason why i'm going that low is because of eli apple i don't think he was worth the resign and they should have gone for somebody better like stefan gilmore so yeah, I I'd probably put them in the solid B category just because at least you can see their priorities went into hey let's get another tight end in and then let's get that line solidified. Yeah. Um. So at least they at least they showed hey we 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 know what the weakness is we're gonna try to make the you know try to make the difference so. Yes. Uh, okay. Cleveland. Dude, they're making some moves. They're making some moves. They're questionable. Right. They're questionable moves though. Yeah. Yes, but <laughs> I will say they still have their two great running backs of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and that worked well. Deshaun Watson, as long as he doesn't get a suspension, as long as he's able to play and he's fit and healthy and still the Deshaun Watson we saw like three years ago or whatever, he I is going to be killer for this team. I mean, I don't disagree. Can I tell you what? what it doesn't irritate me, but what makes me skeptical about this whole deal is we have no idea where Deshaun Watson is at. Um, yes. And then they just traded away their draft pick future. Three first round draft picks, a third rounder, and a late round pick swap, and then a fourth for a fifth. Uh, and then they re and then they basically did a re-up on him where he gets a fully guaranteed five-year $230 million deal. That's questionable. Then you get Amari Cooper in a trade where they, well, this one, I mean, I know why Dallas did it, but it also is kind of weird because all they got out of it was a fifth round draft pick and a swap of six rounders. Um, So that was kind of weird. But then the opposite side of that too, that was just, it, I mean, like looking at this, so, you know, you, you're losing Jarvis Landry, like I mentioned, Uh, you know, it's just, you, you don't have OBJ, um, it just kind of puts you in a weird position where it's like, okay, yeah, you've got this really good quarterback and you've got a good wide receiver now, but at the same time, you probably want at least, you know, one more weapon for him somewhere. Yeah. No, I, it's I just, it, it's, it's such, it's such a weird word. Like, and then the fact that technically Baker Mayfield's still on the organization. Um, but again, you can get a first round pick probably. Just one, 
but well yeah sure or or you get a wide receiver from somebody depending on where you send them to i mean you know like the the options are there but at the same time like i'm just looking at it and i'm just like hey uh, what i want to know what sold them so much on deshaun watson and like knowing like hey where is he at like mentally and where is he at physically to be like yep nope we're moving on from baker mayfield who yeah he had some blunders and everything last year you know some questionable interceptions and you know funky moments but like but he was also injured all year yeah exactly so. there's there's just some pieces there it just kind of makes you like i kind you kind of scratch your head and you're like what it was was is there a tape that they have of like deshaun watson just slinging it and running it like a madman <laughs> like i mean i don't know i don't know but i will say with baker mayfield you could give your guys you could give yourself a tight end that you really need uh, I don't know, a pick that you might need for this draft or the, a next one. Well, David Njaku that they franchise tagged because, isn't horrible. No, no, because they franchise tagged. If they re-signed him, I would have immediately given this team like a, a D plus, but they franchise tagged him. So what they need to do is utilize Baker Mayfield, trade him, and try to get like a late late round pick plus a tight end because you need somebody way better than Onjoku because he can't catch for crap. So, well, I agree. Maybe, maybe somewhere in here, and this is going to be kind of a stretch, but if the jets somehow not needing Conklin or is, you know, I would get rid of Conklin. Yeah, probably. But yeah. I mean, they might, you know, it's not like they're going to have draft picks necessarily just to, to make it all worthwhile, but there, you know, there's possibilities out there in terms of, tight ends that you could get i mean if if i was the jets i would gladly give tonklin and one of like like a fourth or a fifth round for for baker mayfield yeah it's just you, know? you you got you got a wonder well i mean at the same time yeah you i mean so let me ask you this let's say they did that trade who are you starting as the quarterback uh wait uh oh shoot i forgot jets yeah crap okay the Jets are not gonna do that deal <laughs> that's what i'm saying like i was, I was like okay like so they do do that i mean maybe you give time um, wilson to develop but at right. the same time baker's still so young right. it, it doesn't okay. yeah there's a little bit of let me let me change my answer a little bit here you go you ready this is gonna shock the world not really baker mayfield please in the cfl when he listens to it baker mayfield to the seahawks in exchange for Disley or Noah Fant. If it's Fant, it's player for player. Maybe uh, one of the teams, like they kind of like swap picks for like a round. Like, oh, hey, we want your pick for four and we, you know, and, and yeah. you get ours for four. Yeah, pick or whatever. Okay. But if they do Disley, the Browns get a better pick. So maybe, you know, the Browns get Disley and like a third round, whereas... The Seahawks would get like a six round plus Baker Mayfield or something, you know, uh, just because this is not that good. Who is uh, who's Pittsburgh Steelers tight end? Dude, I don't know. I don't even think they have a tight end. <laughs> um, shoot. It's nobody good. You know, <laughs> it's going to tell me that they don't have one. Oh, they do have it set up. Uh, Pat Freer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he was pretty good so. this year. Uh, Fryermuth was pretty good this year. Uh, but they don't need a QB. They just got Mitch Trubisky and they have Dwayne Haskins, the 
Okay, let's be honest. Ohio State guy. Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins are questionable. I did not say Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, you said you said the Ohio State guy, which is Dwayne Haskins. But on the depth yeah. chart, Mason Rudolph is number two, and Dwayne Haskins I, is. I skipped him for yeah. a reason. Okay. <laughs> well, count. my my point is though, He's Mason Rudolph <laughs> and Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> only because of what the Cleveland Browns did to him. Uh, yes. So they they're question <laughs> they're questionable at best. Um, and Mitch Trubisky, sure, he got uh, Chicago to a playoff, but at the same time, he is still kind of in a prove-it situation. And I'm just now, hang on, hear me out. If he <laughs> went, if if Baker Mayfield went to uh, the Steelers, he would still have Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, and Chase Claypool to throw to. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world that I think you could you could expect for you know for a, a young quarterback to play with. Yeah, uh, it's possible. I, you know, I don't know. You know, that's that's just a tough one for me because they made those moves. I think for a reason. Um, well, they so had to. I'm going to say best place would be for the Browns to send him over to the Seahawks who, if Pete Carroll wants to keep his job, should get Baker Mayfield. Because Malik Willis, coming into this draft, has some of the worst QB form I have ever seen. And the only reason he can sling it deep is because of that bad form. So, when they draft him, mark my words, they will draft him if, they ha if he's still available at their draft spot. It almost Seahawks. makes you wonder, and though. they will be so sad. It, it almost makes you wonder, though, um, why Houston didn't want Baker Mayfield. I mean, I could get it. They get they gave you a lot of a lot of picks. I get that, but maybe, at the same time, maybe they like uh, Davis Mills. Which I mean, I think they should have taken Baker anyway. You know, to to add that veteran aspect to help Davis Mills or whatever. I don't know. You know. Because now they don't have a backup QB either because they got rid of uh, um, Tyrod Taylor. So, well, they, they, really they did no they did uh, re-sign Jeff Driscoll, whatever you whatever that's worth as their backup. But yeah, like it's just the Raiders re-signed Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, though, like, it doesn't matter. It, 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 I mean, technically, he exists on a depth <laughs> chart. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, sure. it's, it, who's who? Which is going on to the next one. Pittsburgh Steelers re-signing Dwayne Haskins makes zero sense to me because if Trubisky goes out and is hurt, I don't think it matters whether you play Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph. At least you're that, losing. But yeah, you're losing. But at least at the same time, though, at least Mason Rudolph has gone out and played for the Steelers before Dwayne Haskins. You know, and he can take a hit. He can take a hit. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially if it's uh, borderline, yeah. uh, borderline assault. But, uh, yeah. but like, look at Dwayne Haskins though. You know, he was up in Washington, and then they basically Sorry. got rid of him because he decided I'm going to go party and take selfies in the stands because I uh, was going to win my first game, but then didn't even finish the game out. They had to put a backup in. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they lose that game? No, I thought they won it still. Oh, okay. That's good. Because I think they but, just did a, like a QB kneel or whatever. So it was, it was whatever. But he was just like, oh, I'm going to go take selfies in the stands. And now he's like third on the depth chart for the you Steelers. You know what else is funny, though? You know who the Steelers also signed? Miles Jack. Yeah, Miles Jack. Mason Rudolph's assaulter. No, like no, the, that's that that was. Uh, oh, Jason Garrett. Miles Garrett. Miles, yeah, Miles Garrett. 
Whatever. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's the coach. <laughs> Could you imagine Jason Garrett coming on the field and hitting Mason Garrett. Rudolph in the head? <laughs> Jason Garrett's only assault is that when his team is doing poorly, he's still clapping and telling him, good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez. He's a yes Emotional man, which is why he damage. lasted so long in, da- in Dallas. That's why he lasted so long. But yeah, aside from that, I mean, aside from signing Mitchell Trubisky and, and uh, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Uh, I I don't know how to grade this Steelers one because, I mean, having Mitchell Trubisky, it's one of those weird things. Like I said, he needs to prove it. Um, you know, there there are plenty of guys who are flukes. Like, look at uh, Carson Wentz. Peterman. I was going to say Carson Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Sure, did really great one time for the Eagles, and then now he's just like bouncing around, and he, you know, it's just he's questionable at best. And Mitchell Trubisky, cool, he got the Bears to the playoffs one time. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but just show me that you can improve, and that maybe it was just you know wrong team, wrong, you know, yep. wrong staff around you. I will say though, the besides the. Weird QB signings. The Steelers did amazing. They signed three linemen, two linebackers, three cornerbacks, a safety, and a really, really good punt and kick returner, Gunnar Oshevsky. Yep. I mean, their, they got Miles Killebrew. Their special team Man. is going to be awesome with him. And yeah, they, they needed that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give him a B- minus because they also got rid of Juju. But I think he was just a, a hindrance at this point. I don't but know. He was I, still good. So I want to give him a C plus just because I'm. You resigned Dwayne Haskins and then you got Mitchell Trubisky. It just, just show it's like me. 80%, percent seventy nine point nine where you're like teacher rounded up, you know. Yeah, I just just show me. You know, that's that's what I want to know. I just just prove it to me. Um, that's you're like the, that with Jimmy G and Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky. I think he, it's funny. Like, well, like, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, though, is one of those people, though, the hardest thing for Jimmy G is that he does typically well in regular season. And then he gets to, you know, postseason and he's like, how do I play football? I have opposable. Th-. You know, he's like a dog that just like suddenly just, you know, decided to become a quarterback in the audience. Like, I have opposable thumb, you know, like what? I don't know. He just he doesn't do well in the postseason. And so uh, <laughs> that's though he's still able to beat Aaron Rodgers in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, well, I think... Handedly stop them from reaching the Super Bowl. Well, I kind of also feel like at that same point, though, Aaron Rodgers was like, you want to disrespect me? Watch me tank this for you. <laughs> Watch me lose on purpose. Yeah. No, I'll give them that, you know, 79.9% please round me up kind of grade to the Steelers. They've done some really great stuff, but done some weird stuff too, so... Can we just stick them in that slot for the AFC South, which is up next? Can we just go ahead and agree that out of this entire long list of uh, the signings for Houston, that this is still a D at best? Sure, you got a bunch of you got a bunch of picks, but it's Houston, so you're probably going to sour them just like you did with Derek Carr's brother, David Carr. Blam. Sorry. Can I be honest? Most of these people, I don't really know them. I mean, I it's know Desmond they're all, King. They're they're all they're all for the most part re-signs of the Houston organization yeah. who never developed, so you haven't heard of them. I think the biggest one I know is O'Corn Quo or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I 
Good job, Texans. You're able to re-sign everybody but Deshaun Watson, apparently, uh, <laughs> and Tyrod Taylor. And nope, that's that's uh, no, that's the Bears. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe with these picks, they're going to be able to do some stuff. I, uh, I, I, I don't, don't know. Don't don't plan on it. I, I'm not giving them a better grade than a D. I'll stick with you on that one. I'll agree, but they have got to add some wide receivers in here. Hang on, let me they let me point somebody. this out. Next on the list for the AFC South is the Indianapolis Colts, and they still don't have a quarterback. Dude, and all they did was re-sign Mo Alley Cox, and I'd still give them a better grade than all of the re-signings from Houston, including getting those draft picks because they're just going to throw them away. But the thing is, this is free agent moves. Yeah, I'm going to give him an A plus for moving on from Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, exactly. Uh, they could they could go for Baker Mayfield. The problem is, they're you know they're not going to trade away Mo Alley Cox. I mean, they don't need just to. yeah, exactly. Um, so they could end up with Jimmy G. They could end up with Baker Mayfield. You know, and and just giving away a draft pick or. I mean, there's they have options available to them, so I want to give the the Colts a B plus for re-signing Mo Ali Cox, three years, eighteen million. You didn't break the bank, um, you know they 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 kept their defensive ends, which I think is good, uh, yeah. or or Thomas, they got they, they got go a new the one linebacker room and sign some more guys, like new people find good linebackers. I think they will, but I think I think at this point though the fact that you were able to get Mo Ali Cox and yes. you got uh Nagakwe from the Raider, you know, like you you kept that yeah. defensive pressure which has been good for them. Um and I think they're going to be able to continue to do that. So, I give them yeah. I give them a B in there. And I'm going to move them up to A because of that ability for them to find a QB that'll really do them good things. Uh, whether they go out and get Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G, which frankly would be a really awesome sign. Or, um, or hear me out, Andrew okay. Luck come out of retirement. <laughs> dude, I think I he's take... so, he's more injured than Mason Rudolph. Uh, yeah, um, but I, dude, I would, I would take, dude, I would take him over, uh, Dwayne Haskins and Trubisky at this point. Who? And, uh, Andrew Luck? Yeah, it would be interesting. Assuming but, he hasn't put on like too much weight or anything, I yeah, I would, I would, oh, I would take Andrew no, Luck. Yes, come on. Um. Yeah. Jacksonville, though, I got to be honest. I love A what Jacksonville. Yeah, that is plus. Yes, yes, that is. This is you Go got Zay. You got Zay Jones. You got Christian Kirk. You got Dude, Evan Ingram. Like, you guys have so much money, and you did great things with it. Yeah, this but, is how you do free agency with a lot of cap space. Well, the other thing to this too is Christian Kirk was their their biggest pickup, where it was a seventy two million dollar yes. contract that includes thirty seven million fully guaranteed and has a max value of eighty four million. And Christian Kirk, I will argue, is probably underrated just because of who yeah. was around him um, mm -hmm. in uh, Arizona. Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, uh, well, Fitzgerald. AJ Green. Fitzgerald wasn't there last year, but yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and then the fact that they was still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, ju I'm just saying. Um, but then also like looking at the fact that they picked up a new tight end. It, I mean, you know, they 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 did a lot of things, and so I think for Christian Kirk to get down to Jacksonville, my only questionable thing here is just really for them. And I, I say questionable just because again, it's kind of a prove it scenario. Show me your head coach is is 
going to be better than your last one, which I feel like at this point probably isn't hard to do. Much uh, better. Yeah, but then also um, your quarterback, for the love of God, develop him. That's like that's what's probably going to hold them back out of anything. It's just so he doesn't. Develop. But but you got to remember, Doug Peterson is the QB or the coach that was able to develop Carson Wentz for the one year. Obviously, everybody else after has apparently failed him or something. Uh, but look what he did for him. He got a tackle, a guard, and a lineman all to protect him. That is huge. And I think that's going to really help. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying, I, I just want to see him. Yeah, I just want to see Lawrence develop. That's it. Uh, that's, yeah. that's that's my simple thing here is because they're, they're putting the pieces around him, which is great. You want to see that for, from an organization. Uh, yes. But now you just need to see him develop. And I think Doug Peterson can do that. And I mean, there's I don't believe there's any reason why he shouldn't. Um, I think the thing with Carson Wentz, though, is he was one of those guys where he did enough with the talent that was around him for him to do good that one year. But it was enough talent also that, like, even when Nick Foles came in to win the Super Bowl, it was able to be done because they had the talent necessary and they had the plays and the cohesiveness type deal. Um, And then when you take him out of that situation and they didn't have the pieces there, Carson Wentz was so comfortable with what was what was around him that he just, you know, he faltered. You know, he just had those hairline cracks just there in his game that it was just like, hey, this wasn't developed. And all of a sudden, hey, you know, pieces aren't there. Womp womp. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I think they're them and the Jets are making some really, really great moves because they have a lot of money to do so. And that's what these teams with a lot of money need to do. So I'm going to give congrats to them. A plus. So I'm dreading fine. this next one because your friend's going to hate us. I don't care. Dude, look at, <laughs> look at who they grabbed. Austin Hooper. The only tight end worse than him is David Njoku. And the Browns kept him mm-hmm. by franchise tagging him. But what an awful grab. I hope he can block because he certainly can't catch. He, uh, I just. Well, it's not I like Jeff. It's not like Jeff Swaim is any better either. No, he, no. He also I, I wasn't he got a three go point. Him. He even got a three point five million extension with all but a hundred thousand dollar workout bonus fully guaranteed. Yeah, they're like, we already know you won't work out. Just whatever. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is one of those terrible ones. You let go of Julio Jones. I don't know. I'm just curious uh, what their Jones is injury ridden, but they should go out and grab Robert Woods to make up for it. Go try to grab somebody that will make a difference for your team. Don't put it on Derrick Henry because if he gets injured, you're going to lose again. It's just, it's one of those things though. I'm still, I mean, I get it was like salary cap based or whatever, but it's like, could you guys not uh, restructure somehow to keep him? Like, yeah, sure. He he gets injuries and stuff, but he's still a good. He's a good part, you know, a good asset to that team. So it's just I don't know. It's kind of weird. So I I kind of want to give this like a C minus, maybe yeah, a D plus. I'm, I'm giving a passing grade of a, of a C minus. I they needed to sign better tight ends. There weren't a lot out there. Well, there were. But, they just chose not to. Well, yeah. Whether it was cap but, space related or ignorance. Whatever. There's so much ways they can move around Tannehill and Derrick Henry's money. They're just being stupid at this point. Uh, so they're getting a C minus for me. <sighs> yeah. They're making good <laughs> defensive moves, but they really needed to make some huge offense moves. 
to provide better ways for Henry to be a better runner, and then to also get the game off of his back so he's not constantly, you know, doing everything. So anyway, C minus for me. Um, so AFC West, can we just go ahead and say A plus for the whole thing? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. A plus. Uh, you know how Keith's- like in some video games and whatever, you can get like an S for like doing even better than an A plus. Well, so I'm hang on, let me, asked. yeah, let me, let me, let me just go ahead and throw this out here. A plus, um, and then the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, arguably. the lowest grade out of every team in this division. Yeah, absolutely. But even then, they still got Schuster, and they yes. uh, franchise tagged Orlando Brown. Which is uh, huge for them. Yeah, and they got Justin Reed back. So, it, I mean, just looking at that, oh, it's no, just. They, wait, wait. Oh, they signed Justin no, Reed, they whatever. Got Justin Reed. Yeah, they yeah. didn't re-sign him. He was yeah. on the Texans. That's but right. They're losing Tyran Matthew, but I don't think he's that good. Yeah, uh, Honey Badger didn't look that good last year. I I'm not hugely overly concerned with it. But I will say though, like if you go look at everybody else, like the Denver Broncos getting Russell Wilson, um, like that's absolutely crazy. You go look at Las Vegas Raiders. Here's that spoiler alert, Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Such a the Raiders, dude, coming off of jail time, coming in huge, <laughs> signing everybody possible in the NFL, just absolutely building a wildly good team. They said, hey, you know what? We don't need Ngakwe. Let's get a really good cornerback. Oh, you know why we don't need Ngakwe? Boom. We got Chandler Jones. Yeah, it's like, just what? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we have Deshaun Jackson still and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And they got Max Crosby uh, re-signed as well. How about Devontae Adams? Yeah, that's just, that is so crazy. Yeah, they gave away a first round and a second round pick. uh, But they're saying, they're also saying that he's expected to sign a new contract that's over five years, uh, which will be great for the Raiders. I mean, uh, Devontae. Who? Who? Devontae Adams. They're saying he's, they're they're saying he's probably going to sign. 141 million over five years with an average of 28.25 million per year, Um, which is great because now he's reuniting with his old quarterback, you know, Derek Carr from college. The only way this could get even better is if they magically draft some dude in this draft that is an amazing running back. Or or trade. Or I mean, they could they could get there. There are some trades out there. I think they could make it running back that would probably bolster them. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, but I mean, Josh Jacobs is solid, along with Brandon Bolden. I mean, Brandon Bolden's solid, along with Jacob Johnson. That's going to be huge for goal line pushes. So, and, and think about this now, too. Uh, you just saw the Chargers just traded for Khalil Mack, which is going to solidify that defense even better. Uh, <laughs> if they, so they re-signed Mike Williams, they get Khalil Mack. I mean, this and is what it's Jackson. Yeah. Well, okay. So the other side of this is now, now I actually kind of want to draft the chargers defense. I know like <laughs> you never want to. And then you're like, ah, oh, but now it's not just Bosa, you know? And yeah. Now, now they've, now they've got some pieces. So when you, when My you come back and look at to come from the AFC West, yeah, it, it, it probably will. <laughs> so it's one of those things coming through here. AFC West looks great. The fact that Kansas city got the worst grade, but they still got some Schuster and uh orlando brown and justin reed yep. i'd have to say are probably i mean it, it, that's still a Huge. good pickup for them um yeah. yeah okay fine you lose honey badger fine whatever you know yeah but they're not losing kelsey or hill which is huge yeah 
So, um, uh, Broncos, we said Russell Wilson. They're getting Russell Wilson. They lost Noah Fant, sadly. So they need, need, need to find a tight end. Um, I'm trying to think who's available or like they could possibly trade for. I don't think they have the availability necessarily to make the uh, make the trade necessarily, but that doesn't mean they couldn't draft somebody. Um, yes, but it, yeah, there's 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 still some kinks to be worked out with some of these trades uh, that happened. Um, I, I'm kind of laughing just knowing what division is next. <laughs> One last time. <laughs> I'm giving Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, all an A+. Good job, guys. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, you're getting an A just because the others outsigned you so well, they made you look like you didn't do as well. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, anyway. they still did an A+, plus just because they, 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 they did well. I mean, realistically, plus. it's not like they lost so much that they had to, re, you know, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, and maybe some of them weren't, you know, like, you know, Smith-Schuster, is probably the you know the biggest ad in terms of what's coming in um but you know i mean it, it'll it'll be interesting but i'm still laughing on the inside i'm sorry the nfc's up next <laughs> the nfc's just an embarrassment in free agency compared to the afc the like, NFC it's, got it's gonna be a walk-in super bowl for basically the bucks the packers and the rams like they've got oh, it in the hang bag on, hang on hang on um, the nfc oh, we'll get there the the nfc just got worse just because of that quarterback that came in for washington <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome the worst division just got worse um but yeah so anyway afc west did awesome a plus all around uh <laughs> afc as a whole I'm going to give them an overall just like of like, hey, good job making your conference like the hardest ever in the world. Uh, I'm going to give them an A minus. They did really good at making it a challenging division in every division except for the AFC South. But the Jaguars really came in and like made that push and the Colts based on what QB they get, um, you know, but every division is pretty tough in in, uh, the AFC. So. Yeah, the the AFC did good. Um, you know, there there are some that I think are still stagnant, but um, NFC just got so much worse, honestly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. All right, start with the Cowboys. They lose Amari Cooper. Well, there was they no way you were. There, there was there there was no way they were ever going to keep Amari Cooper with how much they were over. Um, the biggest oh, problem right. for the Cowboys is well, one, they just re-signed Michael Gallup, and I think they overpaid for him. Um, yes. and then also on top of that, I think you're overpaying Dak and I think you're overpaying, um, they need to restructure Dak and trade away Zeke. Yeah. Zeke, is Zeke is a- said needs a running back Raiders. Could you imagine if they go out and get Zeke for Josh Jacobs? I don't think that would happen, but it would be interesting. Um, I, I think they're, wild. I think they're, I think they're overpaying in that department. Uh, I will say the fact that they were able to re-sign Van Der Esch and then they picked up Dante Fowler. Um, isn't the worst thing they could have done. The Cowboys could have shot themselves in a foot in a lot of ways, and the fact that they didn't is good, but I'd probably give the Cowboys a C. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I like Dalton Schultz, though. I, I, I like Dalton Schultz. Uh, it was a good move to franchise tag him. Again, I think they're going to try to figure out a deal uh, once they can move some money around. But, yeah, C. Giants, you get a big fat F, boy. I, I they sucked. Uh, Giants. Jones. That was the best move. I don't know. I'd say arguably the Giants getting Tyrod Taylor is 
uh, two years for 11 million. Um, That's if he's healthy. Yeah, but I'd say look at look at where like where you are with Danny Dimes. At least Tyrod has some outlook. Tyrod injured the same week. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying look at look at look at Tyrod. You know, with the Chargers, the reason that didn't pan out is because of that terrible needle incident. Uh, Even when Tyrod was with the Bills, he wasn't horrible. I just think also that when you're a quarterback in the Houston program. you know, it's like putting a handicap on a Madden score and it's like minus 15 points. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But losing Evan Ingram, the injury prone tight end, wasn't so bad when they got Ricky Seals Jones, who I think will be good. Um, so New York Giants, I want to give you an F. But you are making some placements for injuries where because your team's always injured. So I'll give you, I'll give you a D plus. I, I think I'm probably on board with you. At, at, at best, maybe a C minus just because there's hope with Tyrod Taylor, in my opinion, but that's the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one is was Jason Kelsey getting him back. That's, I yeah. mean, Boston Scott. Well, Boston Scott, he's a value resign is all i'm gonna say um sure but you could have tagged him yeah but then that would have i think placed him i forgot what the terms are for when they redo it it's the average of some of the top like your top positions or whatever so you'd way you'd be way overpaying boston scott possibly so i i I think it's better cheaper i'm not i'm not sure but i i mean when you're talking about a one-year 1.75 million dollar deal there's worse ways to have spent money yeah no i i agree uh but i'd say a d probably made the best Uh, no i don't know they all just sucked at this um yeah i'm giving another d for for the eagles they just they're not making moves uh that they should be so and i think they have quite a bit of cap space so uh, i don't know that's that's just such a weird situation down there in philly I, I don't know what they're doing yes so philadelphia has let's see 15 million in cap space i mean they should try to go out and spend a little bit more get get some better players. i think they will but i think they're they're Why probably going to do some sure. i think they're probably going to make some trades yeah they need to try to get robert woods uh, and and trade away Jalen Rager um, to somebody that's that's a sucker like the the Bears that would be perfect yeah since they just got rid of Allen Robinson but yeah this next team though is questionable at best F F yeah you just made the worst choice unless Carson Wentz is a backup to Heineke a, I honestly and I hate to say this. I don't know why they made the trade for Carson Wentz. I don't believe in him whatsoever. Um, I would have made Heineke my backup. And if you had just waited a little bit, you could have had Baker Mayfield. You maybe could have gotten Jimmy G. Uh, I mean, there's just some. I think they got nervous and moved too quickly. I think they did too. Um, And then cool. You, you re you resigned JD McKissick. Um, yeah, stole them pretty much from the Bills. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just a total flip. It's no mad. Yeah, he is, but it's no different than what happened with the Cowboys. <laughs> that was funny. 
Um, wow. Well, so did you, did you hear what the contract language was? Why Randy Gregory flipped? It was because uh, of contract language. Basically, I can't remember. the Cowboys contract language said that he would forfeit some of his money back to the Cowboys if he got fined or suspended. And the Broncos basically <laughs> said, yeah, we'll remove that clause. And he was like, all right, I'll go there. Yeah, I'm probably going to get fined or it's suspended. It's so easy to get fined. Yeah. Well, I think I think it was probably more specific based on, you know, Randy Gregory, I think, has had some drug issues and behavior issues. I think it was more geared towards that than just like, okay. oh, fine, like regular fine or whatever. But like the Broncos were like, hey, we'll remove this language, we, you know. We, we want if you the Broncos play the Cowboys this year. I think Randy Gregory should get fined that game. Like do something to get fined just to take off the Cowboys. Well, after beating them. And it's one of those things though. Also, I don't necessarily think Randy Gregory necessarily maybe like hated the Cowboys or anything like that. So I don't think it's necessarily bad blood, but I think he was just like, well, let's be honest. I have a history and I might get fined and the yeah. Broncos are going to offer me the same deal without this. So I'm just going to sign it and take it. Plus, this team wants to win. They're doing stuff to win, not paying Zeke and Dak a bunch of money for no reason just to sit on a bench injured. Yeah. Well, so, and, anyway. and also Washington Commanders. Why, why are you guys the Commanders? What? Because Washington is has the Commander in Chief? Is that is, yeah. or like your brigade? Or I, I like don't it. know. I like the name. I I, like I gotta be honest. I think I I think I'm too attached to Washington football team now. Oh, I like the Commanders. I think it's cool. I don't know. I think it's cool. It'll be fun to see their mascot. I wonder who it'll be. Maybe the president will show up to games every now and then. Um, uh, NFC North. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, but even with the re-signing of Aaron Rodgers. Um, got rid of Devontae Adams. <laughs> But if, if you just go look at like some of the resigns and like everything else, you don't necessarily look at what they lost. Um, I kind of want to give this giving Aaron Rodgers four years, right? Yeah, three. I guess it's three. It was four, apparently, like before. But he's getting so much money. Yeah, they they <sighs> way they way overpaid him. Um, I, I like I don't know. Like I said, this whole division right here, NFC North. Um, I don't really care to go through this super in depth. Because there wasn't enough notable. Um, maybe the uh, Detroit Lions, I would say, did the most to try to improve, and that's laughable still. Um, but I, I want to give the NFC North an F. Well, they, yeah. they signed DJ Chark, um, which showed that they were trying to improve. Uh, they re-signed Khalif Raymond, um, who was probably their best wide receiver. Um, and it looks like they're trying to do things, um, you know, which, okay, fine. Um, go look at Green Bay. Cool re-sign Alan Lazard uh, and you way overpaid for Aaron Rodgers fine whatever uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, they did get Jordan Hicks which is probably a good thing for them uh, you got Kirk Cousins on a one year 35 million fully guaranteed extension which I think just uh, you we kind of talked about this a little bit before the podcast started but I think this also helps them escape trying to have to draft a quarterback this year and gets them oh, into the next year sorry. Vikings yeah. Um, so looking at all this, though, I'd say probably the Vikings and the Detroit did the best out of the NFC North, and I'd still give this an F. Yeah. No, it's the NFC North is is laughable. They most of them resigned. Uh, I think the Vikings should make a move for Baker Mayfield or somebody like that to just have in case 
Kirk Cousins doesn't work out. He gets injured, whatever. Uh, he leaves next year, you know, and Baker Mayfield at least has time to learn the system, whatever. I mean, I'd even uh, argue that you could make Kirk Cousins the backup and just go ahead and give it to Baker. Yeah, I mean, whichever. Well, I mean, if yeah, he's sure, he's getting, sure. you're already giving him $35 million guaranteed, but why, I mean, why, why not? Or, or let Kirk Cousins play out the year um, and let Baker get healthy. Yeah. No, I, I 100% would be on board with that plan. Uh, but yeah, there's just not enough movements on this uh, in this division. And it doesn't look like this division's even trying hard to be a playoff contender when the NFC is so much easier now to win in. You know? So, yeah. F all around. They, these NFC teams could have South. done better. Um, oh. NFC South. Yeah. Um, honestly, this isn't the worst thing. Uh, I just wanted those out there. I kind of just wanted, for me, Tampa Bay didn't change enough. Um, they're still basically, in a way, kind of the same team. Yeah, they got a couple, you know, stuff. They got Tom Brady back, cool. But based on the other three teams, though, um, it, they're, they're, yeah, Carolina signed a bunch of people, but I don't think any of this helps any of these teams really produce uh, more. Yeah, you still need a QB for the Panthers. Uh so I think they need to also work on trying sure, to get they got, somebody good. They got DJ Moore so, back. Cool. Um, if you look at the you have a QB to throw. Yep. So um, if you look at the Falcons, I think they're a good candidate for Baker Mayfield if they can somehow do it. Um, no, but I I've read reports that they are solid on Matt Ryan. So that may be, but he doesn't have a lot of time left, and he's not. He's no. he's kind of like Ben Roethlisberger. He's not throwing the deep ball he's anymore. Done. So it's at best you get one more year out of him, knowing that you're going to have to draft eventually. I would take Baker Mayfield um, if you could or give Jimmy the G. yeah one of the two. Uh, my thing is if you got Baker Mayfield, he's still young enough that he could develop. Um, and either way, they still have a good tight end to throw to. They did get Damian Williams, who showed that he was pretty good for, um, Kansas City, which isn't, you know, it, it, there's, the, they're not. Uh, no, this is Damian Williams from the Bears. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, this is the Williams from the Bears. Nah, they have the same name, uh, so I, I misunderstood yes. that. Uh, okay, oh, well, then, uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit less outlook. Um, I, I, I still think it's an improvement, honestly. Yes. Um, but going through this though, outside of all this, the Saints didn't do anything. The Panthers, yeah, you might have got, you know, DJ Moore uh in there. And then if you look at the Falcons, you probably should trade for um quarterback. So or or yeah, or mean, something there. Um the the and then the Buccaneers, like I said, okay, you got Tom Brady back, cool. Uh you did get Russell Gage, um and which, Jack Mason. Yeah, yeah. A guard uh, that helped Tom Brady for two Super Bowls. So, yeah, it's just, I think it's, that's kind of good. It, it's, it's one of those things, though. Um, they didn't lose anybody just incredible, in my opinion. I know you mentioned somebody earlier that you thought they should have kept, but, uh, for the most part, though, it feels like, you know, the same returning team. Um, so I'm going to give, uh, the Buccaneers an A and everybody else kind of gets an F, honestly. Just because yeah. the Buccaneers, they didn't lose anybody that they could have, you know. Um, they, they fixed their problem, which was the QB situation, and that was huge. So, <sighs> NFC West, our last one, dude. Uh, 
I want to say it's this. a win, but at the same time, it's kind for of difficult. Some. It's a win for some. No, hang on. So hear me out. So here's, I, I think it's a win all around, but do you want me to run through why it's a win and then let you rebuttal or do you want to rebuttal? And I'm I'll not tell necessarily going to rebuttal. I just think that because of some of these teams signings, it definitely affects the other teams. So, so like, Cardinals resign Cardinals resign James Conner. Um, yeah. I think it's a plus. Resign okay. Zach Ertz plus. Um, for oh, that yeah. for 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 that alone, I think that's good for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, now, obviously, I would have liked to have seen Christian Kirk stay, but you know, blah blah blah, whatever. But they also have Rondell Moore, who proved yep. himself to be a very viable player. So, yep. Um, L.A. Rams getting Allen Robinson. Um, Huge. Yep, and. Even now they can trade Robert Woods, which is going to be solid. Yep. Um, so that'll be, you know. Um, oh, sorry. Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things, I think, even even whatever happens at this point could be good. Um, it's, it's I mean, they just won a Super Bowl, so it's expected they're probably going to lose some people in here. There, there might be some trades and stuff. Um, I think Allen Robinson going to the Rams is probably pretty good. Um, you go look at San Francisco, um, getting Ray Ray McLeod, honestly, in my opinion, helps bolster them uh, just enough yes. that I think it, it makes sense. And obviously, they're losing Raheem Mostert, which is a loss, but I think Ray Ray McLeod getting that wide receiver in there is good. Um, and in Seattle, sure, they got Drew Locke, who, you know, whatever, but they're also still getting Noah Fant, who I would argue is good. Um, yes. And so it's just, it's kind of one of those those pieces, though, that just looking at that alone, I want to say it's a win in the sense that they have the opportunity to either they could get Baker Mayfield, they could pick up um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, like the the fact that they could still get a decent quarterback out there, um, you know, to to win them games, and you got a new tight end and everything. Um, it's not a complete loss for me, um, especially because you knew there were growing concerns with Russell Wilson. But also, if you were to get Baker Mayfield, eventually, Drew Locke isn't a bad backup. But my other side of that, too, is Pete Carroll may not be there super long. And if you get a new coach in there eventually and you have a young guy like Baker Mayfield, it doesn't necessarily set you up to be in a position where you're like, well, I'm a new coach. I only have this quarterback for so long. Um, and and having those pieces there, I think, could help. Um you know, and, and their defense looks pretty solid. Yes. I might see it's tough. The Cardinals did great things in signing some huge players that they needed. Um, the Rams, again, did some good things. Uh, this is a team that needs to go out and sign Stefan Gilmore. Uh, losing Eric, Eric Rowe. Uh, obviously, you pulled him out of retirement, but... You could use a good quarterback, so go get him. 49ers, you need to go find a solid running back because uh, Elijah Mitchell is injury-prone. Jermichael Hasty, I don't know if he'll work out long-term. Find somebody that will work, either in the here's, draft or in free agency. Here's, here's another side piece to that, though, to think about, though. At least with the 49ers, and if you traded away Jimmy G, you could get a decent running back from somebody. Yes. Yes. A hundred draft picks to help you get 
somebody in the future. Um, I mean, yeah, if you go if you go trade Jimmy G to the Colts and get Naheem Hines plus a draft pick, huge. That'll be a huge trade for them for both teams. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and then what you, what are your thoughts on the Seahawks? See, I struggle with this one because it seems like the general manager and Pete Carroll are not on the same page. And it really does seem like the general manager is testing Pete Carroll as if to say, if you can't win with the team I'm about to give you, obviously you can only win with a good team. So you'll be out of here. Um, Seattle needs a better QB than Drew Locke. He's not good enough. I think like I'm pretty sure he's not going to just shine all of a sudden. Uh, well, they, so here's the thing with Pete Carroll. Get like Taysom Hill or somebody better. I don't like Drew Locke as as this is going on. You know, you don't. You don't no not even QB as a backup. You can draft this year. What? Not even as a backup. Keep him as a backup. I don't care. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not, I think you he's, could. He's not going to be a good starter. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's why I was saying I was like, oh well, if you had if you trade for Jimmy G. Um, or you trade for Baker, I think it puts you in a better situation. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But th- so what, what I was going to say though, is the, the thing with Pete Carroll is that he is one of those guys. He's definitely commanded some respect. Yeah, sure. He's had some things that have definitely made it like, Oh, what are you, what are you doing? Pete Carroll? You know, what, why are you doing this type deal? Fine. Uh, I think every coach at some point has made, has made that kind of, you know, that call where you're like, what? Why did you do that? And in the moment, only only that person can know why they did it. Um, fine. But he's also, he's had some good teams and he's had success before that I think it's kind of one of those things until that, you know, he walks out the door for them or gets pushed out the door and, it, you know, it is bon voyage. You have to let him control the team how he wants. I think that's the hard thing because it, it's hard it's hard to be like, hey, look, you're 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 the head coach, um, but let me micromanage you, and then you coach the team that I want. Yes, but Pete Carroll is not a good offensive coach. He's just not. Uh, he needs to let the offensive coordinator do his thing, and he works and takes over more of the defense because he is a defensive coach. So, I think if he can do that, he their team will be, do a lot better. I mean, they, they solidified at tight end. Their defense is looking good. Um, I, you know, I think it was one of those things they knew if they didn't do something with Russell Wilson, though, and you know, he's unhappy, there's a chance he just walks away or basically just kind of sits out until he can, you know, UFA type deal. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers type deal where obviously it's a little bit weird that Aaron Rodgers would resign fine, whatever. But, um, yeah. Point being, though, you could you could end up in a situation where you get nothing for him type deal, um, and that's yes. risky. And you know he wa- he wants to go somewhere else anyways. Um, but they did get two first rounders, two second rounders, and a fifth rounder for Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. So not the worst, um, you know, bit there. So they they have some uh, some bits to work with in the future. You could then use those, like I said, to you could trade and get, uh, you could trade away, you know, like you said earlier, Will Disley or Noah Fant. Um, you could trade either one of those away um, or just trade your draft picks away, get Baker Mayfield, 
um, and be in a little bit different position. Um, and I, I still think it works out in the long run because Russell Wilson's one of those people. I don't think he had long left on his contract, and uh, you could get nothing real quick for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's very true. You end up like uh, an Amari Cooper play, situation. But yeah, they, they just need to find a QB. And I think Baker Mayfield is the last viable option of the year. But I know a lot of people don't want him. And I can understand why. What? But there's no good QBs to draft this season. I don't know if you so, noticed, though, but like the philosophy that I feel like there a lot of people are heading to is they don't want to have to develop somebody, right? They just, they kind of, you know, the, the mentality is win now and buy a superstar almost. Yes, of course, because the age of our superstar being drafted by us and developed and winning immediately is frankly probably over because now you're getting to the point of these new guys are coming in that have come in already, have already solidified themselves on teams that are so solid that they're competing with the veterans that did what they did 20 years ago. And now these new guys are coming in. I don't think they can do it. It's just going to take too long if your theory is well, we want to win right now. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, but at the same time, I, I think uh, we're getting to that point, though. You know, Russell Wilson, he's not, you know, he's not going to be around forever. Tom Brady isn't going to be around. You know, these older, older quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, you know, some of these people, you know, they're they're getting up there in age. They realistically cannot just play forever, whatever, you know. So at some point, these these teams are going to have to, uh, you know, they're they're going to have to start developing guys. And so it's one of those things, just like yeah. So I understand Baker Mayfield can be kind of brash sometimes. That's his personality. You know, it is what it is. Um, but I think he has the potential to be good with the right, um, you know, mentoring and everything. Uh, what is the right team for him realistically? Probably not necessarily the team that's going to end up picking him up next. Um, just, you know, like if, if you just look at what's available, like Indy, I mean, I guess they could uh, develop him. Uh, you could argue if he if he went to the Falcons, maybe they could develop him as well. Um, but the Falcons, you know, they've had a lot of turnover over the years, right? Um, yeah. You know, and, and who developed Matt Ryan is is not who's there now. Um, you could argue that going to Seattle maybe isn't necessarily the right fit for him in terms of developing him, but you know, he's going to have to end up somewhere. He does need some development. Um, I don't think it's necessarily, it's his vision. That's bad. I think it's, it's his quick witted decision-making sometimes, especially in the pros where it's faster, it's harder, you know, the hits are bigger. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of pressure on the line for it. I think that's probably the hardest, hardest thing for Baker, you know, right now. Um, sure. Played at Oklahoma, did good things there, but you know, it's the pros it's harder. It's tougher. Um, I think he needs to settle down and, and find his groove. Um, you know, certain people are made for the pressure. Look at Mac Jones, true rookie comes in, does great for a rookie. Um, you know, not, not everybody has that. Um, you know, you look at Trevor Lawrence, uh, great college player, just like Baker Mayfield, um, comes into the pros, doesn't have the right staff to support him. He doesn't necessarily do too well. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, it's one of those things, 
Uh, I think the development needs to be there, and I just wish he could go to a team that would develop him. And obviously, that's that's tough because there's going to be teams that just go, ah, he'll fit, you know, they'll they'll fare just fine, you know, just need some time, blah blah blah, whatever, and they don't get yeah. the bits they need, and so they they don't develop, um, you know, and and, and it's rough. Um, that's with any professional sport, though. Um, and so it's just one of those things. I hope he would go to a team that, that would develop him, but realistically right now, that's not where he's going to end up, but who knows? I agree. No, I, I agree. And one little interesting thing that would be interesting to see, cause I don't know how well it would work out, but Cam Newton to the Seahawks would be super interesting. Even though I don't think it would pan out, it would be a wild like trade thing that would happen just to see if it would even you know happen like would that work i um, cam newton no. i just i i don't think he has the stuff um i don't either and i, I, I don't know i don't know if it's it's because he just doesn't necessarily have the ability if he took too many hits uh in that last season with the panthers um or if he's being kind of lazy and just trying to ride on former talent. I have no idea what it is, but I just, if, if he continues on the path that he did this last year and previous years, um, you know, it, it may not pan out. No. Yeah, I agree, but it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm excited. It's a lot is happening. A lot has happened and I'm excited to see what's next. It'll be fun to talk more about like what do we think is going to happen what will happen you know a lot of this estimating and just really thinking ahead and, and saying what will happen uh, i'm excited to talk about all that with you guys and, and to really see what what the future of our nfl is going to look like with some of these players and where they go because it could really affect wherever yep. they go it absolutely could um i'm excited though to get to watch the draft um even though this isn't just a crazy draft year um it's it's still always fun to you know to kind of see who gets picked up and where especially you know there's people from teams that you know if you're an alabama fan you always are going to get to be excited to see where alabama players go and uh all those different bits so i'm excited for that um i gotta be honest i'm pretty excited for preseason too and i'm normally not that excited for it but just because of some of these free agent and trades and things that went on i am excited this year for preseason just to to get an early look and just be kind of like hey it it looks Solid like it's coming together uh seeing how mac jones has progressed in the offseason i think that'll be an interesting thing too yes yeah a lot of improvements i'm excited i'm excited to see in that preseason will show it because i think a lot of these teams are going to play their first stringers because of how many new players they have so it'll it'll be interesting for sure so i'm with you but I think that is it for us for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning back into season two of the late night Mike and Mike show. Uh, sorry for such the delay, you know, like we said, personal stuff coming between Super Bowl and where we're at now. Uh, I've missed this, this back and forth. Um, yeah, you know, you definitely need a break, uh, you know, from this uh, sometimes. And um, it's a time dedication, but we love doing it for y'all. Um Mike, you've got the social medias if you want to uh, shout those out. See, I'm never good at remembering this stuff. Pulling it up. Uh, the Mike and Mike Show. That is our Instagram and then our Twitter, which I finally have on my phone and not just my wife. Uh, at the Mike and Mike One. 
So uh, go ahead and give us follows. Talk to us. Let's figure out what's going to happen. Where is Robert Woods going to go? What's going to happen with Baker Mayfield? Uh, will the Colts draft or trade? Uh, what will the Seahawks do? And like uh, also shoot us uh, who's your team and uh, who do you think they should either draft or make a trade for, whatever that may be. Yes. Um, did they already make a, a move that you're happy with or are you not happy with us? Let us know. Uh, we're always interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. If you shoot us a message, uh, we'll talk about it on the show. But thank you so much for tuning in and y'all have a wonderful evening when this comes out.